0: Hi and welcome to the Visual VisualPolitik Podcast, I'm your host, Simon Whistler, and in this podcast we have the audio of a video that originally aired on our channel on the 28th of March 2019. The title on there was Why is China Betting on Nuclear Power? The title's fairly self-explanatory for what this episode's about. I'm going to jump in with uh, any comments as needed from the future here to explain what was going on in the video if necessary, and let's get into it. Nuclear power is like adult entertainment. A lot of people say that they don't like it, but then you do find it pretty much everywhere. Maybe you thought that nuclear power wasn't fashionable anymore. Maybe you thought that after Fukushima, the whole world just started showing its back to nuclear power. Well, in fact, the opposite is true. In fact, if you're watching this video in America, in the UK, or, well, any European country, the chances are that you're consuming nuclear power at this very moment. And, 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 I, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, oh, come on, Simon, you're exaggerating. Most countries don't have nuclear power plants, right? I mean, in fact, there are only 30 countries with nuclear reactors. This means that just one out of every six or seven countries has it. But think about it many of those countries, they're really small. As you can imagine, Vanuatu doesn't have the same power power needs as China. If we're talking about the biggest economies, those with membership in the G20, only five of them have no reactors. And of those, Turkey is starting to build their own facilities and Italy imports 10% of their energy from the nuclear power plants in France. So let's face it, most wealthy countries use nuclear power. And the emerging ones they are starting to join the club too, especially China. You see, there are three indicators for determining whether a country will adopt nuclear power that go hand in hand. Economic growth, more power demands... and more pollution. So imagine for a moment Chinese factories demanding more and more energy. Then add to this the heavy migration from villages to cities and boom, all of a sudden we have thousands of offices, thousands of factories, thousands of malls and millions of Chinese people turning on their lights at the exact same time. Cities like Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen they make American cities look like small villages in the Alps. So just imagine how much power these cities need. Of course, this explains why China is becoming a green energy Disneyland. They can't stop building solar panels, wind turbines and hydroelectric plants. Year after year, China is leading investments in renewable energy sources. And you would think that after Fukushima, they're no longer interested in nuclear. But you'd be absolutely wrong. According to the International Atomic Energy Agency, Asia is where half of all new reactors are being built. And look, we're not talking about 3 or 4 in total here. More than 27 reactors are currently being built and most of them they are in China. And I know what you're thinking. Well, China's a dictatorship, right? So the only reason they're building that many reactors is because they don't need to listen to their people. They can do whatever they want. Again, you'd be wrong. Asian citizens, they're largely in support of nuclear power. I look at Taiwan as an example. It's a democratic country. And here they made a referendum about whether they should close nuclear reactors, and the citizens, they said no. Even in Japan, the land
1: of Fukushima, we're seeing news like this. From Reuters. Rejects lawsuit against construction of nuclear power plant. So the question is why? What happened with nuclear power that makes the Asians and particularly the Chinese
0: so excited? What are the main companies involved in this and is it a good or is it a bad idea? Well, today we're going to answer all of these questions, but before we do, let's take a look back at the history. <laughs> Being dragon during the dragon smog from *The Hobbit*, sleeping on top of that mountain of gold. Well, in Mao Zedong's China, Mao was that sleeping dragon. But instead of sleeping on wealth and treasure, he was sleeping on rice. China it was poor and agricultural, and this is how it rained for decades. During those times, China was too poor to buy the insanely pricey technology needed for nuclear plants. At the beginning of the 1990s, China had no reactors whatsoever. In 1990, the power mix in this country was 20% hydroelectric and fossil fuels, mainly in coal. But then 2017 rolls around and things changed. Of course, China still relies on coal, but not as much. Why? Well, look, coal produces the most pollution of any energy source, and this explains why Beijing is so famous for its smog and why people have to wear masks there. And don't get me wrong, this pollution won't change in the near future, especially with news like this. From the BBC
1: coal power building boom sparks climate warning. Think about it. The only natural resource China has is coal. So they can't
0: just stop using it like that. But there is a problem. Coal and hydroelectric produced enough power during Mao's time, but in just 20 years, energy consumption in China has multiplied by 10. So essentially, they need other sources of energy and they need them badly. And this is why, in just 27 years, China has built 40 brand new reactors. That's already more than Russia has. So we could say that the Sleeping Dragon is now wide awake. But okay, okay, we said that China is investing a lot in green energy too, so why do they still need nuclear? Well, let's have a look. Hungry for uranium. Smorg the dragon, he loved gold. The Chinese dragon, well, it loves uranium. Right now, China is building 11 brand new reactors with a greater capacity than all of the United Kingdom's reactors. But
1: hold on a minute, because this is nothing. Just look at the expectations for 2030 from MarketWatch. China set to overtake US as biggest nuclear energy nation, IEA says. According to the IEA, China is set to overtake the
0: United States as the biggest nuclear energy nation. And I know you are now thinking, all of these predictions are after the Fukushima incident in 2011, which was caused by a tsunami that hit a nuclear power plant in Japan. It was a huge catastrophe, forcing thousands of people to move, turning the Water toxic and making death a real and present danger. So, why does China keep investing in nuclear even after this has happened? I mean, isn't green energy enough? Well, here's the important thing. The key point when we're talking
1: about energy is that hardly any of it can be stored. Maybe in the future, lithium batteries will improve, but currently it's very expensive to store electricity on a large scale. And this is the main problem with green energy. Solar panels are good, but what happens at night? Wind turbines are great, but what do we do when there's no wind? And you got to add to this what we said before. So far, China relies too much on coal because they don't have to import it.
0: But all of this it causes a lot of pollution. So, well, what are the alternatives? Well, you might think, well, how about gas? And right now China imports 40% of the gas they use. And this creates a lot of political problems. We have a whole series of videos covering the gas wars. Besides, gas in Asia is very expensive because of things like this. From Reuters
1: spot LNG price hits three year high in January.
0: Basically China is constantly competing with Japan to attract all those ships with their liquefied natural gas. And this has increased the price a lot. So the reality is there's only really one alternative and that's nuclear. It's efficient. People can use it all day long and as counterintuitive as it sounds, it's less polluting. But hold on a minute because it's really not that simple. You see, if you want to have nukes, you need two things. You need some very expensive technology. And you need uranium. And uranium isn't something you can go and buy at the supermarket. So, well, how's China doing it? Well, let me tell you. China. China is famous for copying products from the West. So yes, you can imagine what we're going to say right now. Where did China import its nuclear technology from? Well, of course, you learn from the best. In the beginning, they started working with the French nuclear behemoth Framatome, which you might know by their old name, Areva. China also made deals with American Westinghouse and the Russian Rosatom. Well, well, but this, this was during the 1990s. So what happened during the 2000s? Well, China went to all of these companies and said essentially, well, okay guys, from now on, next to any of your engineers, there's got to be a Chinese engineer. This is how China gained all of the technological secrets from the best nuclear companies. And I can tell what you're thinking, you're absolutely right. Nobody apparently negotiates better than the Chinese. So after 10 years, the third generation of Chinese manufactured nuclear reactors,
1: they're already here.
0: From Bloomberg.
1: China set to fire up world's first AP-1000 nuclear reactor. Yep, now China can build
0: its own reactors without the help of foreign companies. And even if the American Westinghouse wanted to expand their presence in the Chinese market, they would have a really hard time because of news like this. Bloomberg.
1: Westinghouse could be hurt by new US curbs on nuclear exports. But still, there is one thing you cannot copy, and that's uranium.
0: Nuclear power plants, they need uranium as fuel, and China does not naturally have this resource, so they got to import it. But, again, remember, China is really great at making deals. The world's main uranium producer is Kazakhstan. They produce 40% of all the uranium on the planet and China already takes 50% of that. They also have some agreements with Canada and they're trying to do the same thing with Australia. But, well, that's the easy part. What makes China special is their ability to make
1: deals in even the most challenging places.
0: From CNBCAfrica.com
1: China buys Rio Tinto's stake in Namibia uranium for $107 million.
0: From Instituto de Estrategia.
1: China gains ground in Niger to get uranium to increase their nuclear production. So, in summary, made in China has expanded to the whole world. But not only that, China's affordable
0: technology is making nuclear power available in places that it was impossible to get it before. For example, the crown jewel of this brand new industry is the Hualong 1 reactor. This will be used in countries like Argentina and Pakistan, which are going to start using more and more nuclear power too. But this isn't just about the emerging world. The state owned Chinese nuclear company is Participating in the construction of a brand new reactor in the United Kingdom. But, well, that's a story for another video. So I really hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you did, consider leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I'll be back really soon with another episode. Bye for now.